Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. Brand new Flyers Daily for Tuesday, December 5th, 2023. Flyers Daily presented by Ticketmaster. Make more memories live. One of the difficult things to do in the NHL is beat an opponent back-to-back, two games in a row, when you've played those two that team twice in a row. The home-and-home in the NHL is a very common thing, and most often it's split. Whether the home team gets the win on home ice and then loses on the road or vice versa, whatever it is, it's just difficult to beat the same team two nights in a row. And, you know, this had a day between. They had a day off. It was a Saturday-Monday home-and-home. But the Flyers are playing the Penguins, and this is now getting into this part of the season that's very pivotal. Uh, for the Flyers and for the Penguins. Penguins went out this offseason, made some moves. They got our Carlson uh, with hopes to become, you know, keep that window open of Stanley Cup contention. And they're on the outside looking in right now. And they have back-to-back games against the Flyers, a home-and-home. And the Flyers take both ends of it. Now, Pittsburgh does get two points out of it because game one, Flyers win in a shootout. And then game two, last night, the Flyers get it done in overtime. Now, the shootout and overtime are things that have not been real kind to the Flyers, especially over the last couple of years. Uh, but against this Penguins team, we saw the one nothing shutout or shootout win over the New York Islanders a week ago. And now you've got a 2-1 Flyers win over the Pittsburgh Penguins. And again, another division game. This was the eighth of eight straight Metro division games with no margins. There's just no margin to make an error and have it end up in the back of your net. That's probably going to be the difference in the game. You're playing the game on a razor's edge of having to attack, 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 and be fast in transition against a team in Pittsburgh that loves to attack, 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 and play fast in transition. So it's two teams trying to do the same things, and it opens up scoring chances at both ends of the ice. The goaltending last night was sensational at both ends. I thought Nadelkovich was great in the game for Pittsburgh. Flyers threw 33 shots at Nadelkovich. Penguins threw 32 at Carter Hart. I thought Hart probably his best game of the season. And it's not because it's the most saves he had or, you know, he had a shutout earlier in the year. He shut out the Vancouver Canucks, who are a good team. It's because of the quality of saves and when they happened. There was a period. So let's go, let's go through the details first. And we'll kind of get to it as we go. Sidney Crosby scores at 19-14 of the first period. It's a two-on-one rush. He gets a perfect pass from Gensel. He sauces it, and he's able to beat a sprawled-out Carter Hart. You hate giving up goals in the final minute of a period. Um, you love to score them in the final minute of a period. So Pittsburgh goes up one nothing. We'd head to the intermission that way. Come out in the second period, I thought the Flyers responded really well in the second period. Uh, controlled a lot of it for the first half. Eventually got, broke through at 9:46 when Tyson Forster picked up his fifth goal of the season. And that's now four goals in his last three games for Tyson Forster. He's heating up. It feels like just a couple of days ago, whereas well, Tyson Forster's only got one goal. He stuck on one goal. Well, he's really picked up his pace, obviously, of late. Travis Konechny and Rasmus were still line and pick up the assist on the Forster goal. And that comes very similar to the Crosby goal. It's a two-on-one that the Flyers execute beautifully. And Forster is able to just overpower Nedeljkovic to get the goal and get the game tied at one. But late in that second period, I think there was about six minutes left. From the six-minute mark to about a minute 30 left. The Penguins were hemming the Flyers in. The Flyers were having a hard time clearing pucks. You've got the long change of the second period. They couldn't get guys off. They couldn't get a puck deep. 
um, to get a, get a clean change and get fresh legs out there. And Carter Hart had to come up with a six or seven saves in that five and a half, five minute and 40 second window from about the six and a half minute mark till about, I think it was about 120 left in the period. And there was one where it was a flurry of three back-to-back-to-back saves that were unbelievable. And he just looked in, he's looked sharp all year, but I thought last night was his most commanding and probably his best game of the season. He's had some pretty good ones. But I thought last night was a big one because of when those saves came and the fact that you're playing on that razor's edge. There's no margins to let in a bad goal in a game that was playing out the way it was. And you knew it was playing out that way from late in the first period. You knew this game wasn't going to explode into a 4-2 game or anything like that. You could feel it. It was going to be one of those ones where uh, you're just going to have to get one more save than the other goaltender. One goaltender is going to have to be just a little bit better than the other. One team's going to have to execute just a little better in one little spurt when they have momentum. And the momentum shifts, again, so pronounced in this game. Flyers would have it, and then all of a sudden, the Penguins would grab it, and then the Flyers would grab it back. What an intense game. And I got to say, I was in the seats for a lot of the game because my wife and brother-in-law were there. Boy, the environment was fun. It was tense, and it was on the razor's edge, but it was fun. People in the stands having fun, playing the Penguins in the second of a back-to-back, tied it one going into the third, no goals in the third, great goaltending at both ends, and you head to overtime. And you're going, can the Flyers sweep them in this overtime? They didn't score first against the Devils. They managed to get that game to overtime, but lose it in overtime when uh, Jack Hughes gets the goal from Luke Hughes. Or maybe it was the other way around. It was actually the other way around. And then you have... The game on Saturday in Pittsburgh where they got to come from behind, they get it to overtime in the shootout, and they win it. And then this game, you get it to overtime, and then 355 into overtime. Flyers, I thought, were really good in overtime. Hart made some really good saves on some odd man rushes, ate a couple of pucks and killed plays and got face-offs. And then he made a save probably about, about 340 left into the overtime. Makes a save, he gets a stoppage of play. Flyers get fresh legs out there. Sean Couturier, Travis Konechny, and Travis Sanheim. And there's a set play off the draw. Couturier on the left side wins the draw right back to Travis Sanheim, who just rims it immediately up the left side. And Travis Konechny, as soon as he sees that it's more likely than not that the Flyers are going to win the draw, he is gone up the left side of the ice. Travis Sanheim rims it all the way up. Konechny gets it. And then he kind of paces himself a little bit as Couturier from taking the draw is joining the rush to make it a two-on-one. And Konechny strings it out, gets the perfect stagger of those two players. You do not want those two players in a straight line. It becomes really easy to defend if you do that. Those players got to be angled a little bit. The the puck carrier's got to be a little bit deeper. And about 45 degrees back is your uh, guy coming in on the two-on-one, or he's darting back door, getting behind the defenseman. This time, it's Couturier kind of sitting back, sucking the defenseman back lower and lower, then connecting eventually, sauces the pass over to him. Couturier one-times it, beats Ndelkovic. Flyers get the win 2-1 in overtime. Great play by Sanheim, recognizing Konechny's on the go. Konechny pacing the rush, and Couturier with the finish. And I thought it was a game where the veteran players really grabbed a hold of this game. I thought guys like Sean Couturier, like Travis Konechny, like Scott Lawton. I thought that they really just kind of grabbed this game and 
said, you know, we're going to will will some of the young guys over the finish line here. And that, that's part of development of young players is learning how to play in games like this that mean something. We talked about it in yesterday's episode. I think these games are so important for this Flyers team, not because, you know, they're trying to get seeding for a playoff, but none of, it doesn't. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about just learning how to play in tight hockey games that have meaning because that game had a lot of meaning for the Pittsburgh Penguins. The Flyers grabbed four points in those two games. They grabbed five of six points in their last three, and they didn't score first in any of them. Prior to that, they only had one standings point when they didn't score first. That goes all the way back to that game against Dallas early in the season. I think it's the first road game of the year. Let me look at my trusty schedule here. Uh, but, yeah, they played Dallas. It's it's not the first road game. It's actually um, after the home opener against Vancouver and then Edmonton. They go on the road against Dallas on that Saturday night, and they end up losing the game 5-4, to four, but they tried at two two goal deficits to get it to overtime and get a point. But since then, they didn't have any points when they didn't score first. They've been great when they score first, but the last three games, they have not scored first and they've got a five of six standing points in the process. So that is a great, great sign. Travis Konechny, two primary assists in the game and uh, simply great. He, great performance by TK as well. Rasmus Ristolainen picked up his first point of the season and Travis Sanheim picks up his 15th assist of the season and that means four assists that means uh, 120 pounds of food with the flyers and pen medicine for the pen medicine assist where they will donate 30 pounds of food for every assist this season to local communities in need now speaking of travis connecting i had a chance to catch up with tk post game Here's that conversation with the Flyers winger who assisted on the game-winning goal and the game-tying goal. We're with Travis Konechny post-game. Um, let's talk about the game-winning goal to set up uh, to Coots. You get the two-on-one rush. You seem to like you took some patience in letting it develop as well. Yeah, uh, I'm going to give full credit to Sandy on that one. Um, they'd been pressuring pretty hard throughout the overtime, and uh, I knew like mainly the forward's jobs are to jump if, if we, they lose the draw, so Sandy just called rim right away. And uh, Coots beat his guy up the ice, and... Uh, yeah, I mean, Kutsi, Kutsi is a, makes a good shot on that. Let, let's talk just beating the same team twice, a division team, your your biggest rival, whatever you want to call it. To beat them two times in a row in a home-and-home is very difficult. What was the difference for you guys? It, it's got to be something with just the group coming together at a level that we probably haven't seen in a couple of years, DK. Yeah, I mean, we're just trying to play the same way every night. We're trying to learn and keep uh, keep developing as a team. And, um, you know, it feels good uh, getting them on these guys because uh, I've been here for a while and they've got us a few times, so. Feels good getting them back. Did you feel like you had a lot of hop in your game right from the jump? Because you were like you're floating on the ice. Your your control with the puck and making guys miss, setting guys up. It was all the total package. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like uh, you know when our deer jumping and moving the puck fast, it makes it easy for us. And they did a great job right from the get go. And uh, you know, Hartsey does a good job keeping us in it there, and um, you know, gives us a chance. Um, last thing for you, the group coming together has been so important for you guys, and you know. There's just belief here right now. And, you know, you just finished this eight straight games against the division. Those games, maybe they don't mean more, but they kind of mean more, don't they? Yeah, I mean, they're huge. Uh, guys in the room are already talking about the points that we need to get against these, you know, these teams. And, uh, you know, they may not seem big right now, but um, they're going to feel really big as the year gets going here. TK, enjoy the win with your teammate. Thanks. Always great to catch up with TK. Another great performance out of Travis Konechny. And the Flyers skate off with a 2-1 win. They wrap up the home-and-home home against the Pens. What's up next? Well, they're going to fly out today. They're going to head out for a little road trip. Could head to Arizona. Not bad. Get some good weather in. 
and then Colorado and Nashville before returning home a week from Thursday when they take on the Washington Capitals. We'll get our first look at the Caps. And then that Saturday, they'll take on Detroit at home. Actually, excuse me, that, you know, Detroit is at home as well. Uh, we'll get our first look at the Detroit Red Wings this season. So what does it all mean for the standings right now? We just wrap up that eight games against the divisional opponents, the Metropolitan Divisional. Had take out some West Coast teams here uh, in the next little bit of stretch. But the Flyers with the two points. Uh, now through 25 games, they have a record of 13-10-2, 28 points on the season. They are 6-3-1 and one in their last 10. They've won two straight, and they're plus four in goal differential. They move two points ahead of the Caps, but the Flyers have played four more games than the Capitals. Uh, they move two points up on the Islanders, who they have one more game played then, and they uh, move up uh, on the Pittsburgh Penguins by three points, but the Pens have played one less game. So third spot right now in the Metropolitan Division for the Philadelphia Flyers as they'll go on and take on these West Coast teams in the next stretch of games. Now, I wanted to kind of, we talked about progress in yesterday's episode and what progress looks like. Now, last year at this time, now, the Flyers have basically just gotten done a 10-game losing streak and losing 12 of their last 13. At this time, 25 games into the 2022-23 season, Flyers had a record of 8, 12, and 5. They had uh, 59 goals for and 82 goals against. 82 goals against. And they got really good goaltending in the beginning of the year. Uh, but that fell apart. So that's the first 25 games of last year. So what does progress look like? Well, it looks like this. 25 games in this year, 13, 10, and 2. 74 goals for. So again, last year. 59 goals for this year, 74 big difference, 15 goal improvement in the goals for category in 25 games uh, goals allowed last or this year, they've allowed 70 uh, through 25 games last year. They allowed 82. So they've shaved 12 goals off first 25, the first 25 year to year, huge difference. The record is better, obviously at 13, 10 and two, although it's not, massively better it's it's i guess it i mean when you look at it they have, do have five more wins in 25 games this year than they did last year so maybe it is massively better uh but the other element of it is that if you watch these games your eyes tell you that this this group has taken a step forward it doesn't mean it's going to be glory the rest of the way and there's not going to be some pain this year and there's not going to be times when we're going Oh my God, this is horrible. That those are the ebbs and flows of a season, no matter how good you are, how bad you are, or anything. But to go through this eight-game stretch against Metropolitan Division teams, I think was pretty pretty important for this team. I thought these were really important games uh, for what young players had learned. I just love the way that Tyson Forcer has stepped up, the way he kind of stuck with his game through even when he wasn't scoring. And the way he's played. And then you look at this eight games. And in the eight games, they have a record of 4-3-1. and one. They score 19 goals. They only give up 20. All said and done, you know, a record of, of north of 500 at 4-3-1 and one in the eight games. It's, it's a, for a team that's where they are in a rebuild and still bereft of the high-end talent that, they still need more of. Maybe they have some of with Cutter Gauthier and MFA Michkov. We'll see. I'm not going to count on that. Uh, but they've definitely shown progress. And 
we really questioned going into the season what progress would look like. We tried to quantify what progress would look like. And even though all those stats I just read you are progressive steps forward, really the biggest progress is it has nothing to do with the stat. It's just what you're seeing. It's what you're feeling while you're watching. It's the way they play. It's the resilience they, they have played with and the way that they've won games in different ways and the ways that they've lost games in different ways. I, I thought that the game against the Rangers, the 3-1 loss was a really important game for them to, to learn some things that you you can't ever abandon, you know, your core principles of coverage and, you know, you can't just be aggressive and, and throw everything else to the wind. So I, I thought it was a really important stretch of eight games against the division and to come out with a four, three and one record and back to back wins in a home and home with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Very important to play games like you did against the Islanders where you won one to nothing to get good goaltending from Carter Hart, which we come to expect and we should, but to also get what you've gotten from Sam Harrison and to get the, you know, the defensive play and shot retention and all those things that they've delivered in this eight game stretch, I think is very encouraging. And the fact that, you know, you lost a couple of games in there. You know, you lose that game against the Rangers and the Islanders in game two and game three of it. You lose 3-2 to the Islanders, then you lose 3-1 to the Rangers. Then you come back and get that one nothing win over the Islanders. Then you lose 4-1 in Carolina, and you lose the overtime game. You battle back against the Devils, but you lose it in overtime on one play in an odd man rush. Then you come back against the Penguins. You get a shootout win in a Razor's Edge game. And then the same thing last night, a 2-1 win over the Penguins. So I think this is what progress looks like. I believe this is what progress looks like. I believe, I thank you for listening and watching, and uh, we appreciate it. And we'll be back tomorrow with yet another brand new Flyers Daily.